the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Here's a piece yours truly hosted that I trust you will enjoy. Everything's all right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the postgame show. Dwayne Patterson here, filling in for Hugh, who is not here. He's still on his cruise to the South China Sea. I don't know where he's at. I have no idea which stop he's at. I do know he was tweeting today about the Cleveland Indians and Cleveland Browns, which means he has run out of things to do in Southeast Asia. Uh, But he will be joining us next Thursday, I believe, is when he's due back. Uh, I want to kind of pick up on where Bob France left off, and then we'll kind of shift gears and uh, do something a little bit on the fun side. And that is uh, this whole anti-Semitic strain within the Justice Democrats, the wing of the Democratic Party that includes, yes, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who you just heard in that cut we played with Bob France, that she's uh, all about the Palestine and all about the Israel occupation of Palestine. And she really is coming across as even being too ignorant to understand the process to even be the anti-Semite she really wants to be. But... um it doesn't stop Ilhan Omar from being anti-Semitic, and it certainly doesn't stop Rashida Tlaib and all the other members of the Justice Democrats. Remember, the Justice Democrats were a slate of candidates that this group of progressives, socialists, wanted to foist upon the American people. And they had you know, moderate success in 2016. I'm, I'm sorry, in 2018 in the midterms. And... Uh, One of those members that was not successful, but was very much part of the Justice Democrats, is a lady named Saira Rao. Now, Saira Rao was running on the slate. You can go to Justice Democrats. You can Google Justice Democrats on the interwebs, and it will take you to a page that shows a profile of all the ones that did get in. You know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Rashida Tlaib and... And uh, Ilhan Omar, and it it shows this is this is the future. This is where the Democratic Party is going. We're the progressives. We're the new voice. One of those that they feature that's still listed on there for the 2018 slate of candidates is Sayura Rao. She ran in Colorado's first district, which is currently held by Diana Degette, who is a very left wing member of Congress. But here's how whacked out radical the Justice Democrats are. They tried to primary Diana DeGette with Saira Rao because Diana DeGette wasn't progressive enough for them. This is where the list comes from. This is 
what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants to do to other members of Congress that aren't progressive enough. She wants to primary Democrats. So who am I to get in the way of that, right? But Sayira Rao was responding to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's attempt to issue a resolution against anti-Semitism in the wake of Ilhan Omar's, well, anti-Semitism. And even though it's watered down, and it's not naming Ilhan, uh, Ilhan Omar by name, and it's now including anti-Muslim bias, and it's a totally watered-down version, Sayer Rao is angry. She's mad. She's not mad at Republicans. She's not mad at anybody else except Nancy Pelosi. Here's what she put on Twitter last night. I am going to unfollow anyone who posts anything positive about... Nancy Pelosi, full stop, new paragraph. Nancy Pelosi is a white feminist, new paragraph. White feminists are white supremacists, new paragraph. Nancy Pelosi is a white supremacist, new paragraph. And if you idolize Nancy Pelosi, you may as well declare allegiance to David Duke. So in one tweet, Sayira Rao, who is the ideological sister of Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, all of the Justice Democrats, she basically turned Nancy Pelosi into David Duke. Now, this may be the only time you will ever hear me say anything, and I've said a lot of things on the after show in the universe, by the way, H-U-G-H. N-I-V-E-R-S-E dot com, where you can hear the after show most days, in addition to all of my work on the Hugh Hewitt Show. This may be the first time and only time you will ever hear me say something not negative about Nancy Pelosi. And that is, while I don't agree with anything she does on politics or tactics, she's not David Duke. In fact... Sayira Rao has basically made Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump the same person. Because according to the progressives, they both basically are n- no different than David Duke. That's how crazy the Justice Democrats are. That's how crazy AOC and Ilhan Omar are. They're going after... Ilhan Omar is, one of the reasons why they're doing this this uh, resolution is because she went after APAC, the American-Israel Political Action Committee, because they have too much power in D.C. The Jews. The Jews have way too much power in D.C., and something's got to be done about the Jews. So what did the New York Times do in response? They parroted what she claimed and just asked it in the form of a question is APAC too powerful is is it, it, it did she have a point here they're basically trying to take themselves out of the equation by asking it in the form of a question but basically parroting what Ilhan Omar said that got her in so much hot water the New York Times did this here's the problem with this Of all the lobbyists in D.C. last year, 
the total dollar spent by lobbyists was $3.4 billion. You would think it would be more than that, but it was $3.4 billion. The biggest spender is not APAC, you'll be surprised to learn. That would be the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. They spent $94.8 million lobbying Congress last year alone, which is 2.77% of the total lobbying dollars spent in D.C. APAC, that Ilhan Omar thinks is ruining the world because it's the Jews. And the New York Times question, are the Jews too powerful? What did APAC spend? They spent $3.5 million, which is exactly 0.1% of the total lobbying dollars spent. Oh, yeah. That's uber power right there. That's influence that you can't measure. And the New York Times is parroting Ilhan Omar's crazy anti-Semitism. We'll talk more about that on the after show this afternoon, but I want to do something fun before we wrap things up today. And that is kind of a tangential thing to the AOC Green New Deal, which is going to destroy cows and hamburgers and all that stuff, right? Well, fortunately... It's not going to destroy, at least as of now, French fries. It may destroy the cheeseburger and the hamburgers, but we still have French fries, at least for a little while. And I ran across this today, and I am bringing in Adam Youngman, who is our board operator, and our associate producer, Ben, who runs the video feed. And I want to kind of walk through quickly the Lucas Kwan Peterson, who is the foodie columnist for the Los Angeles Times, as to the best, without any any uh, controversy, the best French fries to the worst French fries in the fast food department. Now, gentlemen, who? First of all, who do you think makes the best French fries? Ben, you go first. Who's 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 got the best French fries? I'd just say uh, most popular probably would be McDonald's. I think maybe McDonald's. Okay, who's got the worst? Oh, man. Uh, I, maybe <sighs> Carl's Jr. Adam, who do you think is the best? Well, the best, I would say, is um, Del Taco, cause, but that's crinkle cut fries. See, I have categories. The best crinkle cut fries are Del Taco. The best um, curly fries would be Arby's. And then the best, I guess, what do you call them, waffle fries would be Chick-fil-A. The worst fries, I would have to go with um, In-N-Out Burger, actually, because they don't last very long. And yet, I have to actually ask for them to be like de- like extra extra cooked, and they just still don't last that long. Okay, so yeah. there's 18 fast food places on this list. I'm going to go from worst to best and jump in where you feel like you want to jump in, whether or not they've got it completely out of order or if you agree with this. Some of these we're not going to agree with at all because we've never been there. I haven't even heard of half of these places. <laughs> number number 18, the worst of the worst, in and out I agree. There you go. I guess Adam was right then. <laughs> but... I, I don't a, know. It's not. It's an unpopular opinion in California, though. I, he I, said, I, yeah. probably this guy. This guy went into it with a bias, though. He said that their their burgers are overrated too, which is mm. that's a travesty. They're not overrated burgers. I think that. I mean, I just had In and Out yesterday, Dwayne. And, uh, exactly. 
Yeah, um, and you can't let the food taint the fry. You know what I mean? See, like, that's what gotta, I, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But in his reason for dissing the fries, he called the whole establishment overrated and the burgers overrated. So I think he kind of went in with a bias, but. Well, I, we have to see where Chick Fil A also lands on the they're scale. They're not too. the worst to me, but they're 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 certainly not the best. They could be better. Sonic is number is the next one up on the list. I yeah. like those, but they seem like they're like fresh, flash frozen. Like I don't know, they're like hot dog on a stick fries, kind of. Um, he called them French fry rigor mortis. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never go to Sonic, by the way. Number yeah. uh, seventeen rallies. Now I agree, mm. rallies is pretty bad. I've never been to rallies. Me neither. I've been to a rallies, yeah. and they're pretty. They're pretty bad fries. They're just kind of baked over. They just look like they've been sitting there a long time. Probably a reason why uh, Adam and I have never been. Sixteen Jolly Bee. You ever heard of Jolly Bee? No. no. I've heard of Applebee. <laughs> I've never heard of Jolly Bee, but apparently it's a fast food thing, and they're number sixteen. Number fifteen, Wiener Schnitzel. Just known for hot dogs. You really don't eat there unless you, like, by accident. It's know. a place <laughs> yeah. that is named after something that is not on the menu. Wiener yeah. Schnitzel is a German thing that is not a hot dog, and they don't offer it. Anyway, number 14, Popeyes. Makes yeah, sense. I don't really even get fries from there usually, though. Like, just mashed potatoes and chicken. chicken. Yeah. Number 13, Jack in the Box. Okay. See, see, Adam and I were talking about that earlier. See, the curly fries could probably take the list, but the regular fries are... Hideous? Yeah, not so good. Yeah, that's why I think I picked Arby's for the curly fries, because they're... I don't know. Yeah, because the regular fries at Jack suck. Number 12, KFC. These are the wedge fries. These are the the, the wedge taters. I don't really get fries when I get chicken, so that's kind of... I don't know. And again, I haven't been there in years. Number 11, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I like the waffle fries. I love sure. their waffle fries, yeah. especially with ranch. But they've got number 10 at Burger King. Mm. You've got Chick-fil-A at worse than Burger King? See, I, I wouldn't I, do that. I don't think Burger King's really that good. I don't think so either. I just like their chicken sandwiches occasionally. They put, uh, they put uh, Burger King as top 10. Yeah, but that's pretty high. Chick-fil-A, that's more low. importantly. Like 10, yeah, wow. Number nine, someplace called Shake Shack. Have you ever been to a Shake Shack? I've been to the just just the one off of PCH. And? And I don't had, think that's actually part of the franchise. You ever had fries there? I have. And? I go for their shakes. <laughs> yeah, no, no comment on that place. Number eight, Wendy's. Pretty pretty I, good. I think the Wendy's fries are good. Again, square, I haven't had them in years, but Square burgers, so, you know. Number seven, Dairy Queen. Been around for a while. Never really in food there, though. Just ice cream, like, you know. Number six, Carl's. Mm. Yeah. Not as much for their straight fries as much for their waffle fries. Okay. If you're going for waffle, okay, that can six is okay, that's that's right. Okay, now we get the top five. Arby's. Arby's? Okay. Curly fries. Agree for the curly. Yep, there you go, curly fries. Number four, someplace called Steak and Shake. Again, another franchise I've never been to. No, there actually is one of those. You've been there? Around here, yes I have. And, and? they're they're pretty good. I wouldn't I would say they're Are they burger, top five? No, they're Burger King. Fries, basically, yeah. Number three, and this is, if you're listening all over the rest of the country, this is going to be a place that means nothing to you. This is a Southern California chain, but they're all over Southern California, and that is Del Taco, top three. Oh. Very good crinkle cut fries. Yeah, he was saying earlier. The The preferred fry of choice of one Hugh Hewitt. That's true. 
I remember back in the days when we were in the afternoons, Hugh would go over and they would pack fries into a large uh, quart-sized drink cup. Yeah. And pound it full of fries, and that was his. Like that was big his gulp lunch. Of fries. And he'd come yeah. back with it two. Big, he'd come with one was, with fries and one of Coke. It was a <laughs> it was a big gulp of fries, yeah. basically. That also goes with location. There's one awful close to to where we are. Yes, there is. It, it, proximity helped, but yes. it also happened to be a, the added benefit of being very good yeah. and fresh. Yeah, and so, fresh. Yeah. Number two, McDonald's. Oh, now. Man, he writes McDonald fries for approximately four and a half minutes while they're absolutely searing yep. hot are the greatest food on earth. That's what I was going to say. But their half life is astoundingly fast. When you're eating, when you're driving home and you're eating them on the way, they're good. But when you get to where you're going, they're horrible. I'll have to be honest though, McDonald's fries are good cold. Oh. I don't mind eating them cold. You what? may be the only because, person in America that believes because, that. because, and I'd say maybe just because of the salt factor, because they probably oversalt. Which is why so many people like them. I think you are the only person in America that has that opinion. They are very salty. They, they are, are salty. salty. If they're not salty, they're horrible. For sure. You can't eat you can't eat McDonald's fries without them. Some places don't salt them. You have to ask them to be salted. Yeah. And that's that's really bad. Yeah. Number one, the uh, Who could it be? Well, I had a drum roll I was gonna play, oh, but do we have one? Yeah, uh, I had a drum roll. Where's your oh do we? Yeah, bring my room up. It is okay. Yeah. The number one chain fast food French fry is supposedly Five Guys. Okay. Oh. Have you had Five Guys, Adam? Like maybe once. I don't even remember the fries there. Here's what the yeah, wow. foodie of the LA Times says about Five Guys. This is number one with an asterisk. Like Wilt Chamberlain's 100 points or Cy Young's 749 complete games. Not only is Five Guys number one, but it's also so far ahead of everyone else, it's almost unfair. You get a generous heap of hot, properly salted, natural cut spuds with a good balance between crispy fries and the odd one that's uh, that's pleasingly soft. Five Guys fries in peanut oil, which imparts a milder taste than more industrial oils that mask the potato flavor. These were the fries that tasted most strongly of tuber. Excellence comes with a price, though. A medium order of these fries costs roughly double that of better chains. Okay, I'm out. Yeah, you know, I mean, I haven't been to one since I've moved to Southern California. Last one was in Northern California maybe like five years ago. I don't remember it being If it's double the price, if it's double the price... I have no problems going through McDonald's drive-through, getting the fries. Oh, throwing half of them away and going through again. Eating the yeah. fries <laughs> yep. that I just got in the drive-through line to McDonald's again to get the second batch, and I've got twice the amount of fries that are just as good for the same amount of money. Well, there's one thing we can say. I like them French fried potatoes. <laughs> yeah. So you don't remember oh, if, if you don't remember if Adam and I don't really remember how good the fries are. Probably aren't that good. They can't be that. They can't be number one then. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And well, Jack in the Box would be higher, but everyone that goes there is stoned, so they don't remember the fries. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably too. That's probably that's a good point. Well, we will probably not talk about French fries on the after show today, but who knows what we will talk about tomorrow on the Hugh Hewitt Show? My guess is, if AOC says something, we'll cover it. But anyway, Adam, you going to roll the music? We will be back. On the Thursday edition of the post-game show, which follows the Thursday edition of the Hugh Hewitt Show, you'll be surprised to learn. 
You can get this hour, this little chunk of the post-game show, and the after show, and all sorts of good content over at Huniverse.com. H-E-G-H-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com. Join us, won't you? Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Town Hall Review. Your freedom is under attack, but if you act now, you can protect not only your family, but generations to come. Go to townhallreview.com and to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom to help ensure the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.